Hey everybody, welcome to Unsolicited Advice. My name is David Zafra. I'm Brittany Herzbrunn. And we are your co-host on this episode. Um, before we start, I mean, we <laughs> this is tough because this is our second episode of the day, but is there anything you wanted to talk about that we maybe didn't mention on the previous episode? Well, I was just going to ask you how your improv show went the other night. Oh, it went really well. Yeah? Yeah, and it was, uh, so this is funny because... Um, we were a, a team of five. Okay. Brian Malega and the Malegas. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, within the last couple of months, Brian Malega moved oh dear. to Jersey. And so now we were down to like a four-person team. And uh, we had a couple of bad performances. Some of the people on the team were struggling a little bit. And we were talking about maybe taking a break. I remember you talking yeah, about Yeah, a real that. like breakup talk going on Rough. and so going into the show we're like well i guess it doesn't matter because if this doesn't go well we're just gonna break up anyway final so whatever final performance we'll do whatever um and then ended up going really well oh so we leave the venue all excited and we're like oh that was great i guess we don't have to break up anymore and that's one of my teammate fran who was on a previous episode yeah he was like actually i'm gonna be moving uh, until the end of the year oh. minimum he's going to be uh, traveling around a little bit staying in utah for a little while and said he'll probably be back in san diego by january do you know what that reminds me of what it reminds me of when you take an old dog to be put down uh-huh. and then when you get to the vet then all of a sudden the dog has a lot of energy and the dog can run around and play again and you're like oh well, okay so then you take the dog home and then the next day you got to bring the dog <laughs> right back this has never happened to me before, but I'll take your word for it. That's a common thing, actually. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so my improv show was good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I'm so now i got to put this dog down. Yeah, I, w- I actually, well, th- that's a bummer because I was, I, re- I was asking you a lot of questions about it because I was pl- toying around with going. And then I didn't end up going. Yeah, I guess that was my last <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> this is the last time I'm never going to do improv again. Yeah. Just kidding. Do you have anything else? Um, I don't think so. Okay. No. But I do have a question. Okay. Um, okay. Dear us, I'm starting to feel used. When I go out with the woman I'm seeing, she never offers to pay. She orders drinks and appetizers and extras like there's no tomorrow. And when the bill comes, it just lies there on the table like a dead rat until I reach over and pick it up. Never once has this woman so much as offered to split the cost of our excursions. All the while, she has plenty of cash for clothes, cars, and travel. Since I'm married and this woman is not my wife, my friends say I should pay the restaurant tabs and be quiet. A small price, they say, for easy, mind-blowing sex. I simply can't take it anymore, and it annoys me to no end. How do I tell this woman that I'm not her sugar daddy? That's very interesting. (laughs) So this is a person that is not his wife that he's just boning? He's cheating on his wife with this woman (laughs) that he is having easy, mind-blowing sex with. Is he cheating? Yeah, he says, since I'm married and this woman is not my wife. Well, that could mean that they're in an open marriage. His friends say that he should pay the restaurant tabs and be quiet. I, I don't know. I mean, I think they meant, like, don't complain about it. Like, just, like, don't make a big deal about it. Uh, I mean, that's not really, like, 
what I, I I would assume that he's cheating on his wife, but maybe they're in an open relationship. I don't know. I don't know. He just seems to be so nonchalant about the fact that this person is not his wife. I feel like he would have said that. Okay. I, maybe. I feel like you that would be important information to be like, I'm cheating on my wife with this woman. <laughs> I think that's more implied than it is that he's in an open relationship. I, okay. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Well, okay, let's just go with your thing. He's cheating on his wife. We can go with either one. I mean, your advice can be based on the open relationship. My advice would be based on the fact that I I feel like he's probably cheating on his wife. Um, And he says it's easy, mind-blowing sex. So obviously he doesn't think of their relationship in any sort of significant way. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like why should she treat it as a mutual respectful relationship mm-hmm. like if they were dating I'm sure this woman knows that he's married and I'm sure this woman knows that they aren't he's not going to have anything serious with her mm-hmm. so she's probably taking advantage of that fact and like I mean that's not necessarily something I would do but kind of why wouldn't she sort yeah. of thing you know yeah I mean if you feel like this person's taking advantage that much like I don't know like sex might be good but if it bothers you that much well also say something i mean some women have the idea and i feel like it's sort of a common um thought that women have that men pay for everything i don't feel that way at all but i feel like a lot of women feel like if you're taking me on a date you need to be paying for everything and that's just sort of the precedent that's been set yeah um so Maybe you could just say that it bothers you or like, hey, I feel like we've been dating long enough that we're not necessarily in the first stages of things. And maybe now we can start taking turns. I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing seems a little weird because I guess maybe it seems like very one sided. Like it's almost an exchange. It's like if this person is just in it because they're boning you and their benefit is that they get free meal and (laughs) shit like that, then, then I guess, what are you expecting more? Why would they, I don't know, feel like they would need to put that work in if, if it's not that kind of relationship, kind of like what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it's, if you, I mean, I'm sure there's other people that would bone you and it would probably be good. Cause I mean, I mean, having sex in general is like pretty good. So I don't think, this person's just so much better at it than another person. Yeah. I mean, she's probably hotter than maybe a person that he's usually used to, but I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she's maybe if she likes the guy, I'm sure she's maybe, maybe like resentful as well. Like if this guy's married and he wants to keep having sex with me and he wants to take me out, then he can pay for my stuff. Like it sounds like it could be a sort of seedy situation. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she's like, this is an exchange like you said, yeah. he's getting this out of it. I'm getting this out. Of it. Like, at least I'm going to get dinner and stuff out of it if he's going to be using me to cheat on his wife. Yeah. I don't know. But that's a big assumption. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. I mean, oh, man, it's so weird. I guess I'm trying to figure out what's going on with the on the girl's side. This, this woman who's, who's having... Um, the affair possibly affair <laughs> and being taken out i wonder like what her side of the story is i just feel like she probably has no idea that he cares yeah he's because he probably started off paying for everything 
And some guys like to do that. Yeah. Some guys have the means to do that and don't mind. So Some guys don't have the means, but they still feel like the need they to. They need to, yeah. Like out of a pride thing. So I feel like she might not even realize that it bothers him. It's very possible. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. So I feel like if they're... If they are more than just sex and they have a relationship, I feel like it's not out of line to, like I said, be like, hey, I can't really, like, afford to do this all the time or I'd like things to be a little more even sort of thing. Yeah. Or, like, why don't you want to get this one? Like, (laughs) you know, I don't know. (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Yeah, it's weird. I, I remember there was a guy at work complaining one time about how expensive it is to date and he had like this like short-term girlfriend he just started dating her and was like paying for groceries and i was just like you know you don't need to do that he's like well yeah that's just the way i was brought up is like you pay for this and uh, i was like yeah but you don't you need to do that you're just that's just like your like a pride thing that is like forcing you to continue to do this when you don't have the money to do it and he got super offended that i implied that he was like it was a pride thing (laughs) no it is a hundred percent pride he's like you don't even know me in this he started getting super offended that i said it was like his pride that was forcing him to pay for his girlfriend's groceries like what else would it be um Well, I think like when guys are typically expected to pay on first dates and I don't know if I think it's a pride thing when guys won't let girls pay for them. But he's resenting her while he's doing it. He doesn't want he's like, it's so expensive to have to pay for her groceries. Yeah, but I don't know that he's paying for her groceries out of pride. I think he's paying for her groceries out of like uh, this antiquated need to be like chivalrous or something. But... I do think when guys don't let girls pay, that's out of pride. Like if you offer to go half on a check and guys are like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I think that's a pride thing. That definitely is too. But I think it's definitely a pride thing when you're, you don't want to do it. Nobody's expecting you to. It's not a normal thing to pay for a a, a person's groceries and you've only been dating them for like a couple of weeks, no, a couple odd. months. Yeah. I would not even let that happen. Yeah. Like, if I go on a date with a guy and he offers to pay for me, I'll let him. But I never expect it. And it doesn't bother me if they don't. And I feel like I always offer Yeah. as well. Or, like, if I've gone on dates with guys and they've bought drinks, like, I'll offer to get around or I'll offer to, like, pay the tip or something mm-hmm. like that. But, I mean, it's nice, but it's not. I never assume or insist or like i have friends who feel the opposite way yeah who are like if a guy's asking me out he better pay for everything sort of thing which whatever to each their own yeah people are so weird (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right well uh i'll say so this person is saying it's a very short one okay uh i'm going to be in a vacay house with my friends my ex we have mutual pals and his new girlfriend. Mm. What can I do to show him that I'm chill and totally over him? <laughs> you could just be chill. <laughs> <laughs> That's so rough because you know that she's not. Oh my on. god! She just wants to impress him. Give her the benefit of the doubt. She wouldn't be asking this. Like, if you were really over somebody, yeah, you wouldn't care if they thought that you were chill and huh. totally over them. You know? <laughs> okay. Don't you think? It's tough. I When I read this the first time, I thought maybe 
you thought wrong, damn. Like what what can what can she do to make sure that him and his new girlfriend feel comfortable hanging out in this group of friends because they all have mutual friends. That was a nice way to think about that it. That was the way I interpreted it. Okay. But let me let's think if I let, let me we think can if we I can tackle see. both interpretations. Let me think if I can see it from that way. What did she say? It's very short, so I can reread it. Yeah. Okay. She said, I'm going to be in a vacay house, <laughs> which I, I fucking hate, uh, with my friends, my ex, we have mutual friends, and his new girlfriend. What can I do to show him that I'm chill and totally over him? I think she would have said, so everybody feels comfortable hanging yeah. out. Fair. Yeah. And that's maybe the way I misinterpreted it, but... And maybe if she didn't write totally over him, yeah. I would have thought... Maybe she's over him. It I could just be the way she talks because she was like vacay house. <laughs> it would have been better if she was like vacay house in Cali. <laughs> uh, I'm so totally over him. Yeah. Um, well, regardless of whether she's over him or not, she wants to know how to portray that. So what she needs to do, she needs to meet a guy on vacation, bring him back to the house, show him off in front of him. That seems like the opposite. I feel I'm like kidding. I would totally be like, this I'm person's kidding. so not over Make it. direct eye contact with him when you're kissing the new guy. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, that's terrible. Sounds like I? a scene from a romantic comedy. Yeah, that, that would show him the exact opposite of what you're trying to do. I mean, I feel like it's pretty easy to pretend you don't like someone. Yeah. So, But I don't, because I feel like if you, if either way, if you act too much one way, it's going to seem... Like you're not over him. If you're being too nice or you're being too distant, then it's gonna be like, well, this person doesn't want to talk because they're uncomfortable with a girlfriend. Or if they're too nice, they're gonna be like, maybe they're trying to compensate. Just be normal. Yeah, I mean. How to do that? How do you be normal? <laughs> I don't know. Especially, it depends on how much she still feels for her ex. Yeah. But if I you really are over it, then just be nice and just yeah. Yeah, I feel like if I still had very, very strong feelings for them, then I wouldn't even go on the trip, you know? Yeah. It would be too hard. Um, but if it were a person that I still just sort of was attracted to or sort of, I don't know, like enjoyed flirting with, I feel like it wouldn't be the hardest thing in the world. I feel like you could set aside your, even if you still had feelings for this person, you could set it aside for like a weekend or whatever and just be nice I would say probably don't get overly drunk. It's probably a good idea. Yeah, because that'll make it a little bit more difficult yeah. to pretend. What if, what if the guy's still into her? Would that make it even weirder? Uh, I feel like you're really playing with fire in this situation unless both people are like have talked and we're like we're just friends now and we're cool with each other. Like, let's just like, you know, continue on like everything's fine yeah i would like to be in a situation like that in a in a breakup i feel like that's idealist to just be cool and both people move on in a in a peaceful way right and that doesn't always work out that way but if that's the case in this situation then you want to show that you're over it then i guess i'd just be she should hire a guy (laughs) to stand in as her new boyfriend that she brings on the trip with her okay and they can pretend to be really into each other. She doesn't have to make direct eye contact with the old boyfriend while she makes that with her new boyfriend. Yeah. Um, 
And it won't look obvious because it's not just a guy she picked up to bring back home that would look like she's just making the friend <laughs> jealous. So It seems like so much work on your part to go through all this, like hiring a person. It's also the plot line of a movie called The Wedding Date. Oh, with okay. With Deborah Messing. But they fall in love in the end. Of course they always do. Yeah. So... I think that would be my advice because that's an opportunity right there for, for her to, to actually move on. Yeah. <laughs> how how unprofessional is this guy you get hired for a job and then like fall in love with the person that you're supposed to fake be in a relationship with? Like, dude, come on. Sometimes together. you can't help it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there should be very strict like I think he work, tried. work and not work kind of uh, separation. I mean, you're right. <laughs> you're right. You can't just be falling in love willy-nilly. Yeah, you got to put yourself in check every once in a while. You're right. Okay. This one, I don't know what I would do. Okay. Okay. When I married my husband a few years ago, my mother-in-law invited me to start calling her mom as opposed to her given name. I was uncomfortable with the suggestion for a couple reasons, and without giving you a full-blown explanation, I just plain don't want to. My mother-in-law has never been okay with this and often politely corrects me in front of my family members. Usually I just keep talking to try and let it go. We all attend the same church and just recently my mother-in-law called me out at choir rehearsal insisting that I call her mom. I am beyond angry and yes my husband has had this conversation with his mother. She just won't budge. What should I do? Very interesting. What? Said a very interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to call my in-laws so i oftentimes just avoid it yeah i feel like <laughs> you don't no clue generally have to refer to people like i'm not like hey david yeah that's a good point yeah yeah every way it comes up every once in a while where you do need to like somebody's across the room you need to be like oi, hey oi. uh you right there can you grab that yeah <laughs> it, it's it's it happens every once in a while but it's not super common but yeah i don't know what to call them and i don't know if i feel I don't know if I'd feel comfortable with that either. Yeah. Um, I think you should just start coughing. Then people look in your direction. And then while you have them looking at you, you can just be like, oh, hey, like, can you get yeah. me whatever it was that you were going to like? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand people wanting to like insist that a person does a thing that they don't want to do. Like if they don't want to call you that, why are you making such a big deal about it? I know. It's so weird. It's like <sighs> part of me at first was like, I think I would just call her, like, I wouldn't want to call her mom, but I think I would just call her mom, whatever. Yeah. And then I thought about it more, and I was like, no. Because, like I said, I love my mom more than anyone on the planet. Like, nobody else is my mom, and I think that I would feel quite strongly about mm-hmm. not calling another person mom enough to the fact that I would allow it to cause a rift yeah. in my relationship with my mother-in-law. Um, that is just beyond... Yeah. I mean, obviously, his mom has some issues. Mother-in-law has way bigger issues yeah. than that. She's probably intolerable in a lot of other ways. I think the husband has to take this one. Well, she did say that he's had the conversation with his mom. And that's the only way. If he can't do anything about it, I don't know what you're going to do. Like, it, it, You can continue to not do it, and if it's going to become an issue, then that's when he's going to have to step in or something. But you can't get forced to do it that if you don't want to and this person people like this that make it uncomfortable for you to refuse them 
that's the way the that's the reason they continue to get away with things like that is because they put people in those uncomfortable situations and then the other person just doesn't want to be like rude and so they continue to do what the person wants it's not good for anybody in the situation i feel like if you've already had that conversation you've already refused it but you want to be respectful still it's got to be the husband that's going to do it and if he doesn't want to i mean that's the person you can make a scene with oh yeah you can really get upset about it to your significant other and let them know how bad of a issue it is and if they can't take care of it then that's going to be a problem between you guys it shouldn't be a problem between you and your mother-in-law like you don't really need to deal with them the only reason that this person's even in your life is because they happen to be related to the person you're married to yeah and I feel like you can be like, hey, if your mom's not going to respect this, like, I don't want to be around her yeah. anymore. And they should be understanding of that. I feel like they should. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's any um, benefit of having a conversation with the mother-in-law that's just like, hey, why why is this so important to you? Like, can we can we talk about that and kind of get to the nitty gritty of that it? That could be beneficial if it was a person that wasn't... This person just seems so... Um, not respectful of people's boundaries. So I don't know how that conversation would go about. I guess you could if you were so inclined to, but I honestly feel like it's better to just let the husband take care of it. Yeah. I feel like at a, after a certain point, I probably would try to do that. Yeah. Because I, um, or, or otherwise you're just going to get in an argument with, with your in-law and it, it, that's just not fun. Yeah. I mean, you can't really, there are some people you just can't reason with, but I feel like I at least would try. Yeah initially yeah this is <laughs> this is one of those where it's like very much like you're gonna say something and i would just be like no you you can take care of this one <laughs> yeah i mean if that didn't work then i would be like you gotta you gotta yeah. deal with your mom you gotta you tell them you have to do something about this or i'm gonna fucking flip on this person and you yeah. don't want me to start yelling at your mom <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep like that's perfectly <laughs> reasonable okay this is my next one. Okay. My mother died 18 years ago. Before she died, she told me about an affair of many years uh, duration with a family friend. Learning about this made me reevaluate my parents' relationships and the decision they made. My father is also dead, and I have been struggling with whether this information is something my siblings have the right to know or whether it is not my place to share what she told me. I think I would tell my sister. Yeah. I definitely would tell my siblings. Yeah. Why, though? <laughs> Um, because my sister is just as important to my parents as I am. My parents are just as important to my sister as they are to me. And I don't think it's, un I don't think it's fair that I know the real them and she doesn't. What, what about the, the mom told her because she was the favorite though? <laughs> um, I'm just thinking and about it personally yeah i guess uh i don't know i still feel like i would tell yeah her why would you tell your brother because i almost thought you were gonna be like nope i would take it to the grave no i would tell i would tell my siblings all of them because uh first of all i'm really close with my siblings but even if i wasn't we don't know what's going on in their lives that could maybe um, be changed by information like this. And I don't know all the details about this person's relationship, but maybe, maybe they're struggling with something because of 
their upbringing and this information could end up being really helpful to them. What if it was potentially devastating to them? I still feel like the truth is something like needs to be known, especially if it's, if it's your, if it's your parents, even if like, let's say you thought your parents had this great relationship going around and thinking like, Oh, there's this like perfect relationship that I know my parents and, and it's the thing that makes me feel this or this about the world. I, I feel like that could also just be harmful to think that that's the case when it's not. Yeah. And you maybe you're setting yourself up to have these high standards that don't exist or don't exist for you in the way that they thought that you that they did. Um, or or maybe you had issues with your parents or you idealized them a certain way or did not like them in a certain way and. And maybe there's something that could be revealed in this affair that would be enlightening to the people that you're telling it to. Maybe because you don't know what's going on in your siblings' lives. There could be something in their head that could change in a positive way through this. And even if it was negative, it it, it kind of... I mean, what could be so hurtful about this? I guess... Just, I guess, maybe your worldview is a little bit... Yeah, you find out your parents are fucking human beings and they weren't perfect. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I feel like in a lot of cases, people always are very curious to figure out like what their parents were like before they were born or like yeah. what makes their parents tick or why they are the way they are and like them outside of being parents. And that's why I feel like I would have to tell my sister because I don't think it's fair of me to have that perspective that they don't have. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's a kind of person. No matter the way that you look at it, if it's a positive or negative, it's a type of perspective that is extremely informative because it's probably going to tell you so much yeah, they, about your mom that you didn't think or you didn't realize before. Yeah. They were raised by these people all their lives, just like I was. They deserve to know that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Another one. Oh my God. Let's put that. <laughs> You're so out of sync with the last one. We should get a jar. We put dollar in it when we when we agree on things. I know. <laughs> um, okay. Before I begin, let me say up front that I love my wife. That said, in the years since we wed, she has gained considerable weight. When we eat out, she stuffs herself like a pig and never misses a chance to order dessert. When I hint that she might forego the sweets, she calls me a killjoy. On top of all of this, she refuses to do any exercise that requires her to break a sweat. Sure, I've gained weight too, but no one would ever accuse me of being fat. How do I talk with my wife about this without making her feel self-conscious or unattractive? Despite the extra pounds, she's still the apple of my eye. Friends say I'm asking for trouble. That's very interesting. <laughs> um, it, so in a situation like this, when the person doesn't really have a problem with it, like what can you really do about it? If a person is going to make those kinds of decisions, uh, they need to make them for themselves. So if this person doesn't show interest in that, then I don't know what you can do about it. Like how important is this to you? I struggle with this this because I feel like people say like oh when you're in love with somebody if you're married to someone and they get fat and you leave them or you're not attracted to them anymore like you're a piece of shit sort of thing but I don't know like unconditional love but at the same time when you're with somebody romantically 
one of the big reasons why you are is because you're attracted to that person. That's what makes you want to be with them romantically as opposed to just being friends with that mm -hmm. person. So if you lose that attraction to that person, that's a big deal, yeah. I think. I don't think that makes you a shitty person to be like, they gained a lot of weight. I'm not attracted to them anymore and that is affecting me. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it could definitely affect... I can understand how it could be a struggle and it could affect you. Um, that being said, me and Madison both gained a lot of weight like after we... But let's say like a lot of weight. Yeah, a lot of weight. No, I'm saying like... Yeah, I guess it... De yeah, I guess it... De the amount... Like, um, let's... Okay, you don't have to talk about that or you can cut it out if you want. But like, let's say Madison got very fat. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you would still be attracted to her? I don't know. I, I Maybe. It would have to be a lot of weight, I guess, because she did gain a lot of weight. And I mean... I don't, I, we obviously had a lot of struggles in our relationship, but I don't know if that was ever really that much of a factor. And then I also gained a lot of weight at a certain point. So, you know, you go through these phases sometimes. I'm sure if she wasn't fat before and now she is, maybe she'll want to get back to her weight eventually. And then that's the thing that you guys can do. How long, did it say how long they've been together? Mm. It just says in the years since we yeah. fled. I can understand the struggle. I totally get that. But the person that you love is still in there. It's still them. I don't know. I just feel like it's like a person can lose weight. And are you going to... Like if, if it was like their life... I would be more worried about the fact that it's like they don't care about their health and they're being lazy. And what is that saying? Like what what's the bigger issue there? Because I feel like a lot of times when that happens, it's like something's going on when you kind of yeah i want i want a person that like is doing things and being active and being you know so it, i mean i don't mean like necessarily physically active but you know if if you're just sitting at home and not doing anything that would bother me so that would bother me more than weight gain yeah i mean i feel like it points to maybe them being unhappier them sort of losing themselves or something mm -hmm. like that especially if that's not typical behavior for them but do you think it's unreasonable that he say something to her about the weight? Because I feel like people get really shamed into thinking that they're horrible people for not just accepting the fact that they yeah. are not. Um, but that, that can go both ways. And I can imagine how hurtful it must be to have a person that loves you supposedly tell you that they're not attracted to you anymore because you've gained weight. So it seems like that guy, this guy is being careful about it because he doesn't want it to come off the wrong way. He obviously still loves his wife from what it seems like. Yeah, she's the apple of his eye still. Yeah, and that's great. Um, and I can understand the struggle. Um, uh, but I think... I think if... I think that there's still a possibility for that person to get back to the person that they were before. And but so you if you still care about them, then then I don't know, maybe stick through it for a little while and see if that's something. I don't think this person wants to stay that way if they weren't like that before. But maybe, I mean, it's tough to say. But, you know, there's lots of things that could happen to a person that make them, you know, eventually we're all going to get old and gross. And so... <gasps>
Yeah. You know, I think that at a certain level, some things matter more than physical attraction. I agree, but I think when that happens, you sort of go through that together. He said he's gained weight, too. I know, but... Um, it's not a big deal when a guy does it. Well, he says no one would accuse him of... To me, it sounds yeah. like hers was considerable. Well, yeah, maybe hers was more, but, maybe, you know, he could have just had slightly better genes. But he could be... If they're eating the same way, he could end up that way also. I guess I guess that's it, not really the argument. I think it's valid... And I think it's human if something like that happens to maybe feel like, God, like I'm not, I'm starting to not be attracted to this person anymore. I can totally understand that. I just, I, I just mean like if he's, he, from what it seems like he still loves his wife despite yeah. the weight gain. And I can understand the struggle of being in that situation where it's like, you don't find them as attractive as you used to, but like at, at the same time, I feel like that's a thing that can change. Yeah. I it's, mean, it's I, easier to change that than it is to change certain other things oh i wouldn't suggest leaving like i don't think you should leave somebody for that but i think that you should talk to somebody about it i don't know how to necessarily go about it delicately i think maybe something like you said like hey it's kind of worrying me that you aren't doing the things that you wanted to do before you're not as active or like what's going on sort of thing but like if that doesn't work do you think that he can have a conversation with the fact that like he is not as attracted to her anymore? Yeah. And I feel like it's going to, it's going to have to get to that at a certain level if it's that important or that much of a problem. So that's a tough one. I don't know. How would you go about telling somebody that you're not attracted to them anymore? I feel like any relationship that I would have with somebody, we would know each other pretty well. And we would probably be the type of people who would say, be pretty upfront with each other, I would think. You yeah. You know what I mean? Um, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't worry about possibly hurting their feelings by telling them I that? would. I would. But I feel like they would be like, yeah. They're like, uh, Brittany, of course, she was going to say something about this. No, but I feel like I've talked to people that I've had mm -hmm. relationships with before and we've sort of talked about stuff like that like would you still like me if I look like this sort of thing mm -hmm. and um and I feel like that's even more pressure than if in a situation like you with you it's like let's say we were dating and I started gaining weight I'd be like shit like Britney's yeah. gonna break up with me if I don't start losing some weight and that that would probably be really tough if I if I was like struggling with something and couldn't do it then that would be like a lot of That'd probably be really tough mentally to be dealing with that situation where you're like, fuck this, like my, my relationship with this person depends on me losing weight. Yeah. And I'm not even saying for certain that if somebody gained a lot of weight, I wouldn't be attracted to them anymore if I was already in love with them. I have no idea. It's one of those yeah. things you can't really know until it happens. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I feel like you can, I feel like if somebody said that to me, like I gained a considerable amount of weight and it wasn't like a health issue like I think things like that then it's like oh you're kind of a dick like if I had a health issue and they're like I'm not attracted to you anymore like then it's like you can't help it and that sucks but if it was purely like me just being like I don't want to exercise anymore I just want to eat whatever I want and they're not attracted to me and they talk to me about it I feel like I would be like okay like I would get it yeah. sort of thing you know what I mean? Mm, yeah. It's a tough one. And 
I don't want this to sound like I'm saying that there's something wrong with being overweight because I don't think that at all. Yeah. Um, but that just happens to be his question and why he's losing attraction for his <sighs> wife. Yeah. It's a tough one. <laughs> I think it does come down to more than you said. The physical attraction of like, I think it's more the lifestyle yeah. than the physical attraction thing. Like it sounds like he's not pleased that she doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. And maybe focus more on that aspect of it. If you don't want to necessarily focus on the weight gain aspect of it. Um, and like I said, I don't know. I feel like this kind of thing can go away and might change over time. So if you're not attracted to this person now, but you still love them, then I don't, you, you know, you lose a small or maybe not a small, you lose an aspect of your relationship, but I feel like you can still carry on happily. Uh, if you, I don't know. Don't you feel like as like we were saying, like your sibling deserves to know sort of thing about the parents. Like, don't you think that your wife deserves to know how you're feeling? Like you should just keep that to yourself. Like I would be bummed if like my husband wasn't attracted to me anymore and he was just hiding that from me. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. If the person's asking about it, then I guess you got to be honest with them. Feel silly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if they, if they were asking about it, then yet you'd have, you'd have to be honest. But if they're not, I, that, to bring it up, it just seems kind of, I just feel like I would want to know. Yeah. Like if I were in a relationship with somebody like that guy, that woman that we talked about before who dated a guy who sucked at kissing mm-hmm. and she didn't know how to break it to him. Like if I were in a relationship with somebody and he hated the way I kissed, but he never told me. And then for whatever reason, I eventually found out like years later, that would make me feel so dumb and so bad that he never told me, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. I would rather know even if it's hurtful. Yeah, and a lot of people say that, but then when you actually tell them, they don't take it well. I'm not saying I would take it well. Yeah. <laughs> I just. But then that makes the person that's doing the telling not want to tell. Yeah. And so that's why it's tough because it can't create a fight and it, and it could hurt somebody's feelings. And so I, I understand why he's kind of treading this so delicately. Um, but, you know, I, I, I said I wouldn't worry too much about it if it's because i feel like it can change yeah i'm sure i'm sure i feel like he should maybe go about it like oh we should start to work out together it would be fun to do this or yeah blah, blah, blah. Or gain weight too then talk about losing weight and see if that's something she's also interested in yeah because you know maybe she's she'll reveal that she does want to make those life changes and stuff like that and then you guys can do that together yeah it's like me and madison just lost a ton of weight together nice <laughs> I feel like all of this came off really bad. Like I think. Yeah, you sound terrible in this one. <laughs> I feel like I do, but that's not how I meant it. <laughs> okay, so what about um, what about uh, forty-five minutes? Do you want to do some of the solicited advice now? Sure. The solicited advice is real fast. Okay. Uh, I ju- I remember it because I would have to search back through a lot of messages. But this one is from my friend Ian, and. Ooh, a non-anonymous non, person. I don't think he would care. <laughs> okay, let's go. Um, it is basically at his office, there are lots of snacks around. And how do you avoid office snacks? They're so tempting. <sighs> they are so tempting. 
They really are. Um, how do you? I, I and I work at a grocery store, and sometimes if we get like a bag of chips that got damaged or we're supposed to go to a different place and ended up with us, they'll open them up in the back and there's like all these snacks and stuff just hanging around. We have a coworker that works at a donut place Ooh. like part time. And so he's always canning up donuts. He'll just give you an entire box of donuts sometimes. So it's hard. Um, and snacks are those, th- it's the kind of thing that it's so easy to to eat because you're like oh i'm just getting a little bit of it so it's a struggle snacks are a real fucking problem yeah they are a real fucking problem it's not worth it i feel ultimately you end up eating more than you wanted and it's something about the small amount i'm just gonna grab a little bit that is deceitful to your brain Mm -hmm. and i feel like I feel like if it's if you're gonna if you're gonna grab one of those snacks, it better be something you really fucking like. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not worth it. I feel like it's um, important to tell yourself, and really remember that it is much easier not to have any of it than it is to just have a very little bit of it. Mm-hmm. It's much harder to stop once you start at all. Yeah. Um, and it's actually much more satisfying to just not do it than it is to taste a little and be sad <laughs> about what you're missing out on. Yeah. Um. I, this question is, well, I have grown to have incredibly strong willpower, like annoyingly strong to those who work with me and uh, are around me constantly. Because my work is that we always have a fully stocked kitchen. Um, my work gets like dessert or treats for people's birthdays and their work anniversaries. So that's like basically like twice a week. So mm. there's always something in the office. Um, and I rarely eat any of it. And... I feel like what is very helpful with that is like having a strict eating plan that you follow. Yes. Because if I don't have like a strict, I wouldn't say diet, but a strict regimen that I'm following, then I will feel more inclined to like veer away from that and be like, oh, I can have like just a little piece of this. But if mm-hmm. I'm like, like I'll count macros sometimes. And if I'm like, I need oh, to damn. eat a certain amount of protein, a certain <laughs> amount of carbs yeah. and a certain amount of fat every day. Like if I have something very strict, then I won't veer away from that at all. Mm-hmm. So I think that is really helpful with stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe have it be like a challenge to yourself to just don't eat snacks anymore. Just just in general, don't have snacks at work. Yeah. Um, but I guess that's part of the problem is you're struggling with the temptation of them being out there. Um, but yeah, I guess if you just make it a rule to yourself to not snack at work, that is easier on your brain than to be like, Oh, I'll just have a little bit. It's like, make it more, be more strict with yourself, I guess, because it's, but sometimes I think it's harder when you tell yourself you're not allowed to do something. It makes you want it more. Yeah. I just think it maybe is easier when it's like, Oh, it doesn't fit into what I'm currently doing. Yeah. But then that requires like an entire like lifestyle change as opposed to just like a small, like no more snacks at work. Yeah. Which, but sometimes that doesn't work. So I guess I understand that is the problem. I feel like, yeah, having put myself on a more strict eating uh, uh, schedule has allowed me to be able to partake a small amount of things without overdoing it mm-hmm. in the way that I used to. And so, yeah, I don't know. I feel I feel better about that. Um, I, I feel like if, like I said, if it's going to be something you're going to you're going to cheat or you're gonna say, let's say you make this rule for yourself 
And if you break it every once in a while, it's not a big deal. But it better be for something you really fucking like. Otherwise, it's gonna be it's gonna be terrible. Yeah. Like I've been eating very very well, and um, but I fucking love ice cream. So I bought myself a pint of ice cream like about a week ago. And every once in a while, after I eat lunch or something like that, I'll just grab like a, a couple spoons of ice cream, and that still lasts me. So it's. You know, it's yeah. like a way that I'm just like, and I'm sure that's better than me eating an entire pint in a night and falling asleep like I used to. Yeah, it <laughs> it's is. terrible. I also like, I mean, conversely to what I said before about how it's easier to just not do it than it is to do a little. I have also gotten very good about just being like, yeah, one or two bites will make me sure I would love to have more. But mm. like sometimes if we have something at work that like we've never had before or I'm very curious to mm-hmm. try, like I will have the smallest bite of it and be like, OK, yeah. Yeah. But that, yeah. So then that's, we've gotten to a point where it's like, we feel good about our willpower that we can like, oh, we can do a little bit. But if you like, you need to establish that first. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta not do it for a while before you can start to do it. Because before in the past, I would be like, oh, I had a bite. Fuck it. (laughs) I'm going to have three pieces. And I mean, I'll still get like that every once in Mm -hmm. a while. Yeah. But like today we had a potluck at work and it was like a special occasion. So I'm like, whatever, I'm going to eat whatever I want. Yeah. But norm, like tomorrow we're having pizza and pretzels and I'm like, I'm you're good gonna, on, I'm good skip on it. that. Yeah. yeah. Like you I already have, know what pizza I tastes need, like. Exactly. <laughs> but I'm like, this is stuff like everybody made. It's a bunch of different stuff. For like, sure. I'm going to, yeah. But pizza and beer, I love yeah. both of them, mm-hmm. but I can, I can do without that. Yeah, I still partake in a lot of beer. <laughs> but, I, yeah, uh, but I'll have beer again. Yeah, and then like I mean? that, like that, that I need that ice cream. I need that small amount of ice cream to get through. Yeah, the rest of the the eating well because then I just fucking die. I used to feel like that. I used to feel like I had to have something at the end of the night like that. So it's I, not even an everyday thing. Oh really? Yeah. I used to like have a fudgesicle every night like a sugar-free oh uh, okay but now i've gotten yeah i feel that. like it's just sometimes i just really because i just really love ice cream yeah and sometimes it's like oh, i just want a little bit of ice cream i don't have any today what's your I favorite yesterday. flavor uh well it i don't know if i have a favorite because there's so many different flavors and they're all so unique and so delicious i yeah. just love ice cream <laughs> i they, they have this this uh talenti um mm-hmm. it, it's like a raspberry cheesecake Ooh. uh flavor that i got from work and i just I was stocking they it have one a day. Raspberry cheesecake. Yeah. I've had a blueberry crumble one that they have. Oh, and that, that sounds one's great too. Bomb. Oh, it's good. Yeah. So you should get it. <laughs> I don't think we sell that flavor, but I've never seen. I just remember cheesecake. stocking it and just looking at it and being like, I'm fucking buying them after work. Yeah. It looks so good. Yeah. But yeah, and then if I eat more, I I swear I feel like at this point like sugar affects me more than drugs because I had, I got I got like a bad day and I. This was like in the middle of a day on one of my days off. And I had, uh, I just ate like half of a pint, a little more maybe, because I had bought one to just kind of like get me through like a while. I yeah. wasn't going to eat it all at once. But then I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not feeling good. And so I ate the whole thing and like passed out and had like these fucking crazy ni- like really? dreams. I had these crazy dreams. Like <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that, it's like that fucking ice cream fucked me that up. That is so funny. <laughs> I don't think that food affects how I feel at all. Like if I eat really shitty, I feel the, the same, same as when I eat really healthy. Like when wow. I eat really healthy, I don't feel happier. I don't feel like I have more energy. I hmm. mean, I'm not saying I feel like bad, but um, I just, That's I, crazy. I, if I eat like people are like, oh, I ate McDonald's and I felt so horrible and gross. And like, I'm like, I feel 
the same. I was stoked that I had McDonald's. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I really, wow. it doesn't affect how I feel at all. Well, that's interesting then. Yeah. Like I did Whole30 and most people when they do that, like I had so much energy and I felt amazing and I felt like oh, this big clarity like after the first couple of weeks because people typically feel really sick at first, which I didn't feel either. But yeah, um, and I, yeah, I never felt any of that. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. Now I feel like that's a good, that's actually a good repellent from bad food is the fact that like I'm going to feel terrible when I eat that. So it helps out. Sometimes to have I'll that get a stomach ache with a certain food, but depending on what it is. Yeah, but I mean, nothing mood-wise or like actually physical, you mm. know what I mean? I just yeah. have a... I swear, I was like, I was like, this fucking trippy dreams. That is so, it was so weird. weird. I know, from fucking ice cream, it's I ridiculous. feel like, yeah, but I, a lot of people are like that. Like, yeah. if they don't normally eat bad, then they feel really bad when they have a bad meal. Yeah, for How sure. How many times can I say bad in a sentence? <laughs> I don't know. Try it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I this is my my friend, uh, and this is so funny because you talked you just talked about this on your podcast, your other your competitor podcast. Oh. <laughs> um, but this is from my friend Cat. Okay. Who said, um, "How do I convince my friend who hates games to do an escape room?" <laughs> this is this is referring to me. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being a brat. <laughs> Why don't you want to go? I just don't like games. I don't like spending time with friends doing those kinds of activities. It just seems like boring and cheesy to me. An escape room is interactive enough. It's like an hour. It's not going to... It's not necessarily that it was like the most boring thing to do. It's just like most of the time, if I have a free night, I want to go out and do something. I don't want to be... I guess... An escape room would be doing something, but that's not going to take up your whole night, though. That's going to take up like an hour of your time, and then you go out and drink after, you know. Yeah, or during. <laughs> Sneaking a flask. <laughs> I don't know. It just uh, nothing about a, an escape room interests me. I could care less about them. Yeah. But if somebody really wanted to go, I would go. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think you should just bite the bullet and it literally I don't think it's gonna take that much time it's just so difficult it's just <laughs> I don't like funny. that you're taking their side because I just don't think it's that big of a deal it's very funny to draw such a hard I would be like pay for me to go because I'm not gonna spend money on this thing that I hate yeah I guess almost yeah it's just like I don't uh, I probably wouldn't make them pay for me so <laughs> I just don't usually like games so I feel like an room is very much a game and i don't feel like i I don't like board games i don't like don't you think it would be fun for you to go and mock it i could but i already mock them about everything in general so we could just be anywhere else mocking them (laughs) i think that you should go only so you can report back to me what you thought of it and we can talk about it on here oh my god (laughs) why did you go to one uh, no one's asking me to. <laughs> I'm going to well, go by myself. You can go in my place. I'll just give you my friend's information. You go hang out with them. That's okay. To an escape room with them. No, thank you. <laughs> we should go together to oh one my and God. just record a podcast while we're doing it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> that would just be me frustrated that we're there in the first place. I would probably be. I just feel like. It's gimmicky to you. I, yeah. Yeah. They're just like. I just feel like there's so many other things that I would rather do. And an escape room is at the bottom, bottom, bottom of the list. Um, <laughs> sometimes when you're friends with people, yeah, you have to do things that you don't want to do 
because that's what being a good friend is. That's fair. That's what Raul told me once in an argument. <laughs> <laughs> what is what was that in reference to? Can you say? I really can't. Re- oh, I think it was because he was having poker games, and I kept not going to them. I mm. think is what it was. I I think it was yeah. something like that. And he was basically like, you only ever do what you want to do sort of thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was that. Well, you put me in a difficult situation, here because I don't like that you agreed with her. Do you feel like you're the kind of friend that only does what you want to do? No. Are you sure? Maybe. It could be. Um, I guess my problem is that... Um, these friends <laughs> in particular seem to like to do a lot of stuff or it, I don't know if they like to do a lot of stuff at home because we don't really hate just hang out. I mean, we hang out at, I guess when we first all started hanging out together, we would just be hanging out at my house and watching movies, but I don't always want to be doing that. Yeah. I, I know how you feel. Like if somebody invites me over to their house, I I get I start to get antsy. Yeah. Like uh, I have a couple friends who will go out to drink, and they're like, "Oh, let's go to this friend's before." And I'm like, "I know what that turns into. Mm-hmm. That turns into us being there hours yeah. before." And like, I'm not trying to do that. Like, I, I I don't like that. So I totally get that. Um, I don't get how an escape room is similar, but I guess to me it, it falls under the umbrella of things boring people do. <laughs> It's like a boring person thing and and uh there seems to be like a like a culture of boring people bragging where you see a lot of people on social media that share memes about how boring they are and how much they just love to stay home and watch Netflix yeah, and yeah. Yeah. and stuff like that and that's gotten so old to me that I kind of put certain things under the umbrella of boring people culture and okay. a, an escape room seems to be very much like that it's like a kind of thing that you go and you could do with, like, your parents. <laughs> I do think you seem like a friend who only does what you want to do. I think you probably don't think of it like that because you're probably, like, I feel like you don't push your agenda on people. Like, you're not, like, forcing people to do what you want to do. Yeah. But you're probably not the type of, like, if you don't want if your friend invites you to do something you don't want to do, you're probably like, no. I feel like there's not many other things that I've been, like, refusing to do. Besides, it's like, yeah, I don't like games. Uh, but besides doing an escape room, I don't think I refuse to do anything. Right. But if like, okay, so I have a friend who I know, like if I ask her to do something and it's not something she would want to do, there's just no way she's going to do it. Okay. So to answer her question, how do you get your friend that doesn't like games to go to an escape room? You You publicly shame him on a podcast and (laughs) hopefully people who are listening will berate him into wanting to go. Okay, cool. Well, there's your answer, Kat. <laughs> That's how you do it. Yep. Okay. So that was the episode, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, as, as usual, reach out for any solicited advice that you want. But if you're friends with David, maybe not because he's going to talk shit about you on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, I will talk shit about you on this podcast. My God, I'm so sorry, Kat and David. Jesus. <laughs> you said, I mean, it sounds like a really, I sounds nice and cozy. You fuck. 
Okay, cool. Well, then that's the episode, then, guys. Don't overdo anything. Can I hit it in the morning without giving you half of my dough? And even worse, if I was broke, would you want me? If I couldn't get you, find the things like all of them got.